Welcome to Jerry's Story. This is Steve Sherlock. I'm the first of the six children Gerald and Rita Sherlock brought into this world. This podcast shares the oral history I recorded with Jerry beginning in 2007 and running about to sometime in 2010. As Jerry's health declined, we recorded less frequently. I kick myself from time to time as we only managed to get from his earliest memory up through to the early 1950s. That was when we, Jerry and Rita's kids, started coming into this world, and the stories would have been really interesting to capture. I am, however, forever grateful for capturing in his voice what we were able to do and to share that with you. For additional information, visit Jerry's story on the internet at jerrysherlockstoryblogspot.com. The music for the intro and exit comes from Through Golden Fields by D. Yan Key. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License. This is a, a written report submitted by William Sherlock, my grandson, one of my grandsons, for his class in uh, U.S. history. Uh, it, it, the report was dated 52503. I interviewed my grandfather, Gerald Sherlock, a World War II veteran. Already knowing he had fought in the war, I asked him what his affiliation with the war was. His, his response was, I was a member of the, of the United States Marine Corps. I served in the Pacific Theater of the war. I then proceeded to my next question, to that question, that question being, what was World War II like for you? He responded, I answered this with mixed emotions. The, the ball was both horrible and fun. Of course, the, horrible, the combat was horrible with people dying all around me. People truly can never realize how bad war is. The average person will never see the death and destruction in their lives that I saw in one battle. Despite combat, everything was all right. Playing baseball and chasing girls during training in Hawaii are some of the many pleasant memories I have of war. I even remember seeing my sister, a naval nurse in Hawaii, where we were both stationed. Knowing how horrible an experienced battle must have been, I asked my grandpa how he felt before entering his first battle. He was scared to the point of trembling as well as unsure about what lay ahead for him in battle. However, he trusted his commanders greatly to keep him from death. Through vigorous training, he and his fellow Marines were taught to do exactly what the commander said. If they told us to jump, we jumped. We never questioned which way or how high, we just jumped. The, the, that way, that was the way I was taught, and that was the way I survived. Being interested in actual fighting, I asked him what battles he had been in, what conditions were like in those battles. My grandfather took part in three battles Iwo Jima, Saipan, and Tinian. He told me he remembered being extremely hot and muggy. He was stationed in the foxhole, often on the edge of beaches. With bullets and bombs flying everywhere, ducking became an instinct. I remember my first year back, 
my wife would laugh because every time there was a thunderstorm or something made a lot of fun, I would drive to the ground and cover my head, he said. One of his most shocking memories, how one night in a foxhole on Spain, uh, on Saipan, he put down Iwo Jima. That happened on Saipan? Yeah. They were hidden by a palm tree with a trunk of good foot to two foot thick. The Japanese army defending the uh, uh, Saipan fired round after round at, at the beach in an attempt to take out my grandfather and his battalion. After falling asleep around midnight despite the const constant gunfire, my grandfather remembered waking up to find the palm trees had been shot to the ground. Bullets and shrapnel alike had taken out the tree within what my grandfather thinks to be about six hours. It was just cut the ribbons and there was nothing standing. Finding this both shocking and scary, I then asked my grandfather's scariest moment in combat was. Apparently one night on Saipan, my grandfather woke up in a foxhole and found his leg to be wet. He didn't dare sit up for fear of getting shot and had, so he felt around his leg to determine where he had been hit. Finding no one, he grabbed for his canteen to get a drink, only to find it was empty, due to the fact that a hole had been blown through it by a piece of shrapnel. The canteen located just six inches below his stomach and saved his life. He claims the in initial fear of being hit was the scariest part of the war for him. The fact that only his canteen was hit was the luckiest part of the war. Knowing the interview was drawing to a close, I had to pop the big question on my grandfather. What was it like seeing people dying all around you and there was nothing you could do about it? Horrendous, indescribable even. Seeing many help, helpless lives taken, lives that couldn't be saved. I remember in one battle my friend was wounded and helped, and I helped some of my other friends bring him to the medic on the beach. We got him there and it was cleaned up before being put on a boat and sent out to the medical ship. When that boat was about 50 feet from shore, it was hit with a bomb. I swam out and retrieved my friend and others helped me salvage a few more bodies. My friend had lost an arm and part of a leg in the explosion. After being cleaned up, we put on another boat, sent out to the medical boat. Once that boat was about 100 feet offshore, it was bombed. Again, I swam out to get my friend, and he had lost another leg and part of another arm. He was cleaned up and sent to the medical boat with a slim chance of living. The next day, my friend was pronounced dead. It's still hard to think about. I still shudder when I think the pain in the eyes of in my mind. Fighting for your own life makes war hard enough, but dying while you, all around you makes war hell. The interview ended there, my grandfather trembling every, after recalling the fellish experience. My grandfather concluded, the war is still hard to think about as we near the 60th 60th anniversary of Santa will become vivid memory, such as myself, die out.
So your, gen your generation must cherish this time to learn all you can about the war so you can enlighten later generations. Very good. Mm -hmm.